Make your accountant your friend. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday Veopreneur. What's up? Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. So excited to have you here today and really looking forward to sharing some good information with you. Today we are going to be talking about some tax tips. And this is kind of a follow-up to last week's episode. Before we dive into it, though, I want to say thank you for listening every single week. Wherever you subscribe, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, I'd love to be able to make the podcast available to you. And I thank you so much for all of the feedback. I've getting a lot of feedback from uh, email, mark at markscottvoiceover.com. Lots of people messaging me through Facebook. And thank you for taking the time to leave reviews as well. I would really appreciate it if you would leave reviews on iTunes under the Everyday Veopreneur podcast. So last week we were talking about invoicing. And I gave a bunch of tips to help you get paid faster and easier. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet, I strongly advise that you go back and check that one out. That is episode 11. You're definitely going to want to listen. Um, Obviously, we all want to get the money into our bank account as quickly as possible, right? Of course we do. And we don't want to have to chase it. We don't want to have to fight for it. We just want it to be quick and painless. And those are some of the tips that I'm going to give you in episode 11. So make sure you go and visit episode 11. And now is kind of like a follow-up episode. Once the money is in your bank account, Then what happens? And so this week we are talking tax tips. And one of the most common questions that I get asked, particularly by people who are starting out, is when is the time to start with an accountant? The answer to that question is yesterday. And what I mean by yesterday is you should have started with an accountant right from the very beginning. A lot of people think that they don't need to talk to an accountant until they have actually started making money in their voiceover business. And that is absolutely not the case. And the reason for that is because there are tons of write-offs that you are probably missing if you're not talking to an accountant right away. Now, before I dive too deeply into this, I just want to preface it by saying in all instances, you need to talk to a tax professional as the tax rules and regulations are going to vary from state to state, province to province, country to country, etc. This advice is blanket advice, but you need to confirm it with an actual tax professional to see how it applies to you and specifically where you live and the business laws and tax laws that apply specifically to your business. But for the most part, you are able to operate your business at a loss for a certain amount of time. And that is because it is assumed that there will be startup costs and that it's going to take a while in order to get your business profitable. So there are certain expenses that are going to have to be made out of pocket in order for you to launch a business. And obviously, if you're launching, you're not making any money right out of the gate. And so that's why you are able to operate at a loss. As you are getting started out and you are investing in training, you are investing in coaching, 
you are investing in demos, you are investing in your studio and getting that set up, all the equipment that you are going to need to operate an office, whatever the case may be, all of those things become write-offs for your business. And so you are able to take a loss on your business until you get to a point where you are actually booking and actually making money. And that is absolutely going to save you money on your taxes. And so the time to start with an accountant is yesterday. The sooner that you can do it, the better. And I strongly advise that you make your accountant your friend. Because you know what? When you are getting going, you're going to have a lot of questions for them. I'm fortunate enough that my accountant is a friend. And so if I need to ask him a question, I can send him a quick email. But every once in a while, I'll just call him up, ask if he minds if we go out for dinner. I take him out. I buy him a steak. I ask some questions. I get some answers. I get a little bit of clarity. And it's a win-win for everybody. Obviously, he gets a steak out of the deal. Of course, so do I. But on the flip side of that, the more prepared that I am throughout the year, the better that I understand things, the better that I keep track of my books, my expenses, all of that sort of stuff, the easier it makes it for him when it comes time to do taxes at the end of the year. And so I really do think that it's important that you find a really great accountant and that you develop a really strong relationship with them. Look at it from a local marketing perspective. You know, maybe you're a member of your local chamber of commerce and you have an opportunity to go through and see who the accountants are that are listed in that business directory for your community. Maybe you have a family friend or maybe you have a relative who is an accountant. Maybe you're already working with someone, but you've just never done any more than sent them the basic information. It's time to have that conversation and take things to the next level. Get started with an accountant as soon as you absolutely can. And then maximize every single write-off. Now, there's no way that I could give you a comprehensive list. There are so many things that probably I don't even know about because I still haven't encountered everything yet. But some of the basics, obviously, if you're doing coaching and any kind of training, that should be a write-off for your business. Again, you're going to have to consult with local tax laws. But if you're buying a program like the VoiceOver Marketing Playbook, that should be a write-off. If you're working one-on-one with a coach, say you hired Uncle Roy to do some studio consulting, that should be a write-off. If you're working with a coach to do performance, like, you know, say you worked with Anne Ganguza or Everett Oliver and you did a bunch of sessions with them, maybe somebody like J. Michael Collins, that should all be expenses that can be written off against your business. Your studio equipment. I went through the process last year of building a new studio, and so I was able to write off all of the expenses related with building that studio right down to all of the construction materials that were involved. So I was able to write off the the framing and the drywall and the electrical and the paint and the carpet and all that sort of stuff, but then also your standard studio equipment. So we're talking about your microphone, your interface, maybe you've got a separate rig that you use for travel, cables that you have to buy, All of that sort of stuff, anything equipment related in your studio, and that also includes things like computers, laptops, tablets, cell phones, all of those different devices that you are using to run your business. Think about things like subscriptions. Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking casting sites. If you're a member of VO Planet, if you're a member of Bedalgo, if you're a member of Voice123, all of those subscriptions should be something that you can write off. If you are paying for a hosting package for your website, that is something that you would be able to write off. If you are using a CRM, you know, I use Nimble. I talk about that a lot. That's something that I'm able to write off. Some of the other software that I use for my business for 
some of the different website plugins that I use in order to be able to run my coaching site or email marketing software that I use, the software that I use so that people are able to schedule coaching sessions with me. All of those different subscriptions are all things that I can write off as expenses against my business. Standard office supplies. You got to buy ink cartridges. You got to buy pens. You got to buy paper. I have a big whiteboard in my office. Every once in a while, I got to buy new markers for my whiteboard, erasers for my whiteboard, you know, paper clips, thumbtacks, calendars, whatever. Any of those regular office supplies, things that you use day to day in the operation of your business. You're also going to want to talk about percentages of your home expenses. And these are going to vary from state to state, country to country, province to province, etc. But you are allowed, for the most part, to claim a certain percentage of all of those different home expenses if you are operating your studio from home. So I am able to claim a percentage of my hydro bill, a percentage of my internet bill. I'm able to claim a percentage of my house insurance, my water bill, my heating bill, like natural gas, all of those different types of expenses that are specifically related to home and operating a home, utilities, etc. I'm able to claim a portion of those because I'm operating my business, my office, out of my home. And all of those things can add up in the long run. One of the things that I touched on in last week's episode when we were talking about invoicing, merchant account fees. And what these are, are the fees that you're going to get charged for using various services like PayPal, for example. When you use PayPal, everybody knows that PayPal gets a cut and everybody whines and gripes and complains about PayPal getting a cut. But what you got to remember is you want people to pay you for your voiceover work, right? You expect to get paid for your voiceover work because you are providing them a service. Well, guess what? In order for you to get paid, PayPal is providing you a service. And so if you deserve to get paid, doesn't PayPal deserve to get paid? I mean, really? You couldn't run your business without them. So don't sweat those fees. Those fees that PayPal takes are merchant account fees that are something that can be written off against your business. And this also includes, like, I use Stripe to process credit card payments. And so when Stripe takes their percentage, that's a merchant account fee. That's something that I'm able to write off against my business. So don't go passing those expenses on to your clients. Take those as a tax write-off because it is going to save you money on your taxes. This would also include things like if you have to pay a fee for your checking account or if you run a separate bank account for your voiceover business and there's a fee associated with that, bank fees that are associated with that, those would fall into this category. Um, If you have a credit card that has an annual fee on it, you know, I have a special credit card that I use for my business and there's an annual fee on that credit card, but I'm able to claim that as an expense. So all of those types of things are ones that you want to watch out for. Did you go to VO Atlanta? Are you going to Wovo in October? I am. Very excited. Can't wait. Hope to see you there. It's going to be so much fun in Vegas. But if you are traveling to a conference, those types of things can be written off as well. So the registration fee for the conference, if you signed up for an X session for VO Atlanta, uh, if it's not even a voiceover related conference, if you're going to a conference that is related to your business, you know, maybe you're going to a marketing conference or maybe you're going to an audiobook conference or something like DevLearn, or maybe you go to a video game conference to get yourself in in front of the people that are producing video games. Anytime you attend stuff like that, you can write off those fees. Now, the rules around conferences vary, again, from state to state, province to province, country to country. So consult with your tax professional. Some places you're only allowed to claim a certain number of conferences over the course of the year. But if you are able to claim them, 
you may as well be doing it and getting some of that money back. Take advantage of every opportunity that is out there to save money on your taxes because you can invest it back into your business. Speaking of conferences, what about the travel expenses that are related to those conferences? When I go to VO Atlanta, I have to buy airplane tickets. When I go to VO Atlanta, I usually have to pay parking at the airport. I have to have a hotel room. I have to eat while I am there. So all of those things, all of those expenses, those travel expenses that are related to that conference become tax write-offs. One of the reasons why I love attending conferences is because I do get better expenses. That's one of the reasons why I fly first class as much as possible is because it gives me a better tax write-off. And so I figure if I'm going to fly and I'm going to go anyway, then I might as well get the best tax benefit possible. Because let's be honest, as voice actors, even with everything that I'm listing, we're still somewhat limited. We don't have to go buy a new microphone every year. You know, we don't buy a photocopier for our office. There's only so many things that we can claim towards our business. And so travel expenses is one of the ones that I definitely take advantage of. So if you are traveling to a studio, for example, every once in a while I have to go into Toronto for an audition or I have to go into Toronto to record a job. So I will claim mileage and then I will also claim my train expense if I take the train into the city or if I drive into the city and I have to park, I can claim the parking. All of those sorts of things. They're little things that seem insignificant at the time, but over the course of a year, as you start to put it all together, it adds up to be a lot. Speaking of fuel and mileage, let's say that you have to go to Ikea to pick up some new office furniture. You can claim that mileage. Let's say you have to go to Staples or Office Depot to pick up some supplies. You can claim that mileage. Anytime that you are doing any kind of travel that is specifically related to your business and the operation of your business, you are able to claim that mileage. Depending on your vehicle, you might even be able to claim, like I'm able to claim a portion of my lease because I use my vehicle for work. And so these are all of the sorts of things that a really great accountant is going to help you identify. Another one that you can think about is any marketing materials that are related to your business. So are you producing business cards? Are you producing postcards? Are you producing any other kind of printed marketing material? What about your website? What about your voice sampler? All of that sort of stuff, anything that is directly related to the marketing of your business can be claimed as expenses towards your business. Are you doing any kind of advertising? So, for example, I run social media ads. I've run ads on Facebook. I've run ads on LinkedIn. Are you running ads on Google AdWords? Any of that stuff can be claimed as expenses towards your business as well, the marketing and the advertising. A big one, especially up front, is going to be demos. When you're starting out, if you're getting a bunch of demos done, those can be major tax write-offs for you. And then every time you update your demo as your career goes on, those again become something that you can claim as an expense against your business. One of the advantages to investing back into your business. What about postage? Are you sending postcards to any of your clients? Thank you cards maybe after you book jobs with them? Are you sending gifts of any kind? You know, there are people that like to do that, that send a gift as a thank you to certain clients. Maybe they've done a big job with them or something like that. Any of those postage-related expenses are something that you can keep in mind. Think about all the software that you're using. Do you have Adobe or Pro Tools? If you paid for either one of those, Office 365, you know, did you have to buy Photoshop? Is there video editing software? You know, I use Final Cut Pro to do a lot of video editing. So any type of software 
that again gets tied back into your business. These are all things that you want to be thinking about. Now, I said I wasn't going to be able to give you a comprehensive list, but I'm pretty sure just in what I've given you, you've probably identified at least a few things that maybe you weren't thinking about before. And the only reason why I'm thinking about all of this stuff, like I've been saying all along, it's because I have a really great accountant, somebody who is guiding me, somebody who is giving me that knowledge and helping me because every dime that I save towards my business can is a dime that is earned that can be invested back into my business. And that is one of the things that I really enjoy doing. So make sure that you are getting that knowledge. Make sure that you are sitting down. You know, we, we try to save money as much as possible as voice actors, particularly when we're starting out or looking for ways to bootstrap. Going cheap on the accountant is not one of those places to bootstrap. And this is not going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Just be clear about that. It doesn't cost me anywhere close to that. Some dinners, some thank yous, paying for my tax return at the end of the year, and I'm able to get all of this information. And it has been worth every dime. A good accountant is going to pay for themselves so many times over. Get started with one if you're not. Are you afraid of marketing? Does the thought of having to market your voiceover business stress you out? Are you stuck? Because you don't even know where to begin. You don't know what you're supposed to say. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't understand how all of it works. You know that you're not booking from the casting sites the way that you want to. But you also know that there's got to be a better way. You just haven't figured it out. Let me help you. On May 30th, 2019, I'm going to do my next live training event. It's called Marketing Basics for Voice Actors. How to stop being afraid and start finding work. In this two-hour live masterclass, which is going to happen via Zoom from 8 until 10 Eastern Time, I am going to walk you through everything that you need to know to get started with marketing your voiceover business and to give you the confidence that you need to get started marketing your voiceover business. If you're afraid to market, chances are it's because you don't have the knowledge that you need. Once you have the knowledge that you need, your confidence level is going to go up and you're going to start doing the things that you need to do. So let me give you that knowledge so that we can boost your confidence, so that you can start doing the things that you need to do to get your voiceover business out there and to start booking more work. If you're unable to attend live, don't worry about it. There's going to be a video recording that will be made available to every single person that signs up. Registration is limited to 50 people. And again, this is going to happen on May the 30th, 2019 from 8 until 10 p.m. Eastern Time live via Zoom. To sign up, visit markscottcoaching.com forward slash marketing basics for voice actors. That's markscottcoaching.com forward slash marketing basics for voice actors. It's limited to 50 people. And if you can't make it live, you can still sign up anyway because you are going to get access to that video recording. Let's get you confident and let's get you marketing your voiceover business. markscottcoaching.com forward slash marketing basics for voice actors. Now back to our show. Here's another tip for you. Have your accountant provide you with a projection for annual taxes based on your income. So there is going to come a time if you do not prepare where you are going to have a butt puckering experience in your voiceover business. And that is going to happen the year after you have a really good year financially. So 
You made a lot of money in 2019. You had your best year in voiceover, but you weren't prepared for it. When you start preparing your taxes for 2020, you're going to have a butt puckering experience when you're going to find out what your tax bill is. And now you're going to be like, holy crap, how in the world am I going to pay this tax bill? I had that butt puckering experience several years ago. And now I sit down with my accountant. And one of the things that we do is we work on a projection. And this is a a really great resource that he gives me. So based on the growth of my income, and we look at a couple of years and kind of look at what the average growth is in my income, we can then project approximately what my taxes are going to be in the years going forward. And now that I have that number, it does two things. First of all, it gives me a better idea of what my quarterly installments are going to be. Once you start making over a certain income level, and and again, that's going to vary from state to state, province to province, country to country. But once you hit a certain point, rather than paying an annual tax bill, you're going to start getting asked to pay a quarterly tax bill. And so by having this projection, I can kind of estimate what my quarterly tax bill is going to be. And that's incredibly helpful for me from a budgeting standpoint. So that's the first thing. But then the other thing it does is it gives me a better idea of what percentage I need to be setting aside. So after I had my butt puckering experience, I want to say it was 2015 or 2016. I can't even remember exactly now, but I knew that I never wanted to go through that again. And so I started being very intentional about setting aside a percentage of every single dime that I made, whether it was a $150 invoice or a $1,500 invoice. I set up a separate bank account, and after every invoice was deposited into my bank account, I transferred a percentage into a separate account. And as my income grew, that percentage grew. So at this point now, I'm transferring 30% of every single dime that I make. That goes into a completely separate bank account that is only for my tax money, And that is where my quarterly installments come from. I'm able to pay those easily. And then at the end of the year, if I do have any money that is left owing on my tax bill, it will come out of that account. And here's the best part. And this year was the first time that it really happened for me in a big way. Because of the amount that I was setting aside, taking that 30% off the top, off of every single invoice, no questions asked, every single time, just created a habit out of it. Because I was paying all of my quarterly installments the way that I was supposed to be paying all of my quarterly installments, when my accountant prepared my 2018 tax return for me a month ago, it ended up that I had money left over. I had money left over in my tax account that I was now able to take and invest back into my business if I wanted to. So a percentage of what was left over did get invested back into my business. I picked up some new software that I needed, some new subscriptions that I wanted to get for running my coaching business. And then I also took a percentage of it, invested it into retirement savings. And so it felt so good instead of having that experience of I have this monster tax bill and I have no idea how I'm going to pay it. Now I had money left over and that felt pretty awesome. That's one of the things that I think you absolutely need to do. Get that projection, determine what the percentage is that you need to be setting aside, and start forming that habit for yourself. Don't just take a percentage off the big jobs or don't just take a percentage off of every other job or whatever. Just create a habit. As soon as that money gets deposited into your business account, take a percentage, transfer it out. 
depending on your income level, maybe it's going to be 10%. Maybe it's going to be 15%. Maybe it is going to be 30%. Maybe you're going to be like me and you're going to have to transfer that 30%. I don't even notice it anymore. It's just automatic every time. And it feels so good to see that account build and to know that I never have to worry about whether or not I'm going to be able to make an installment payment and even better when I have a little bit left over. Get yourself into that habit. Absolutely one of the smartest things that you can do for yourself. The other thing that I want to suggest is getting software that is going to make this easy. Excel spreadsheets are going to work great when you start out. And that's exactly what I did. I had a master tracking list for tracking every single one of my invoices. That was on an Excel spreadsheet. And then all of my invoices were created in Excel as well. And then at the end of the year, I had two sheets that I sent to my accountant. I sent my income master tracker, which was all of my invoices showing all of my income. And then I had a separate spreadsheet with all of my expenses. And then I sent that expense sheet to my accountant. And it was it worked for a while, but as my business started to grow, I outgrew that system. And that's when I needed to find something better. And it was actually my accountant that turned me on to Wave, which you've heard me talk about before. I talked about it in episode 11. WaveApps.com is the website. WaveApps.com. He's the one that told me about it. So I checked it out. I signed up and I absolutely love it. It is free. Let me say that again. It is free. It gives you the ability to do your invoices. It gives you the ability to collect payments and you can create all of your expenses and run all of your expenses through Wave. It also comes with an app that you can download for your phone. That app allows you to take pictures of receipts. So you go to the store, you buy something new, you need to claim that as an expense against your business. You take a picture of the receipt and upload it into your software. Boom, done, easy. Did I mention that it's free? And then at the end of the year, all I have to do is give my accountant access, which is also free. I just send an email and it grants him access to whatever, as much or as little of my software as I want. And he can then go in and generate every single report that he needs with the click of a button in order to be able to do my tax return. That software alone has gained back many, many, many hours of my life. A, because it makes invoicing so much easier. B, because it makes expensing so much easier. C, because I'm not farting around with a thousand different spreadsheets anymore. Everything is in one centralized location and it works. The other thing I love about it is that it puts my income right in front of me. As soon as I sign into waveapps.com, I can see my income report. I know exactly how much I made in May, exactly how much I made in April and March and February and January. I can scroll back and see what I made last year. I can go through and I can decipher how much have I made off commercial work, how much have I made off e-learning work, how much have I made off corporate. I can see how well different coaching programs are doing and I can see all of the different areas of income that I have. I can track all of my expenses and see how my profit loss is, you know, my income versus my outgoing, for example. And so Having that software really made me feel a lot more like a legitimate business, which sounds really stupid. But when I was using antiquated systems like Excel spreadsheets and stuff, I didn't even fully take myself seriously. But by getting that software, there's just something about it that just triggered in my brain that immediately made me feel more legit. So check out that software, waveapps.com. I highly recommend it. There's a lot of different options that are out there, but that one is fantastic and it's free. The other thing that I want to suggest is when you get that software, do the work 
at least monthly. Don't let all of the receipts, the expenses, the invoices, etc. pile up. Don't do it. That was also one of the mistakes that I made. As my business started growing, as I started getting a better understanding of all of the different things that I could write off from my business, I fell way behind. I found myself in a position where I'm like, you know, two weeks before the tax deadline, sitting in my office, pulling an all-nighter for two days, trying to compile everything to keep track of it all, to get it all into my software. I don't ever want to do that again. So particularly with my expenses, having the phone app is really great because anytime I get a receipt, like a paper receipt, I'll take a picture of it, upload it to the system right away. Done. Don't have to think about it. But then at least once a month, I will try to sit down and reconcile everything for that month. So I will go through my bank statement, I will go through my visa statement, and I will add anything that I need to get added in. So those different household utilities that I'm able to claim a portion of, any purchases that I may have made electronically, you know, if I bought something off of Amazon, I can go back through and get that added in. If there's any travel expenses that were booked over the credit card, you know, hotels. Uh, actually, I just booked my flights and, and hotel and registration for uh, the WovoCon coming up in Vegas in October. So I'll be able to go back through and get that put into the system. And so I try to make a point at the end of every month to sit down and go back and reconcile all of my books for the month. That way it doesn't pile up. It doesn't get overwhelming. It doesn't let me procrastinate. And it also gives me a clearer picture of where I'm at. If you are not tracking all of your expenses, at least on a monthly basis, it's going to be a lot harder to know where you're sitting financially. And so that is something else that I think that is absolutely essential. So let's quickly recap. The time to start with an accountant now. Do it now. Stop listening to this episode right now. Go have a conversation with an accountant if you don't already have one. Make sure that you are maximizing every write-off. You got to figure out every single thing that you can claim. And if you're not sure, ask your accountant. That is what they are there for. That is part of the service that they provide you, helping you to save money on your taxes. Make sure that you have a separate bank account and that you are transferring a percentage of every single dime that you make so that you don't have that butt-puckering surprise come tax time. And as I mentioned as well, get that projection. Sit down and try to determine what are my taxes probably going to be next year and the year after that, and maybe even project it ahead a third year so that you can get a clearer picture of how much money you need to be saving and what your quarterly installments are probably going to be. Get software to make this easier. Whether it's QuickBooks, whether it's FreshBooks, whether it's WaveApps at waveapps.com, pick one, work with it. Don't let the Excel spreadsheet bring down your business just because you think it's free and easy. Trust me, good accounting software, like a good accountant, will pay for itself unless you use WaveApps, in which case it's free. By the way, I am not an affiliate. I don't have any affiliation with Wave. I just love it, and it works, and I've been using it in my business for three or four years now, and so that's why I'm not afraid to uh, promote it and tell you to check it out. And then do the work at least every month. Sit down, go through your books, reconcile everything, get all of those receipts put in, send out any follow-ups that you need to send out on those invoices. Keep everything straight. My father-in-law used to say, I hope one day I have to pay a million dollars in income tax. Because if I'm paying a million dollars in income tax, just think about how much money I'm making. And I loved that perspective. 
I absolutely loved that perspective because generally speaking, when we start talking about taxes, everybody takes a negative tone, right? We get upset about taxes. We complain about taxes. We get angry about taxes. But if you think about it from that perspective, all of a sudden it doesn't seem so bad anymore. This year, I will pay more in income tax than what I made when I was working full-time in radio. And I have no problem with that whatsoever because it means that my business is thriving. It means that I am successful. It means that I'm booking the voiceovers that I need to book. It means that I'm doing the things in my coaching business that I need to do. It means that I am providing for my family in the way that I want to provide. And so every time that I start to do anything related to taxes, I think back to my father-in-law saying, I hope one day I have to pay a million dollars in taxes. And then I think, you know what? Me too. Me too. Guys, thanks so much for checking out this episode, and I hope that you found it helpful. Remember, I am not a tax professional. I'm just here to give you some information that I believe can help you. And in order to validate all of this information according to where you live and the tax laws that apply to you and your business, make sure that you are consulting with a tax professional. Trust me, that is one of the greatest team members that you can add to your voiceover team. When you start thinking that way, that is thinking like a VOpreneur. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOpreneur goodness? Jump online at VOpreneur.com.